0: In Florida Ag and Review, for the week of May 6th, we start off with this regarding an important deadline coming up. Well, time is getting very short to reply to the 2012 Census of Agriculture as Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack reiterates the importance of the survey to the ag sector.
1: I think it's important for folks to know that we need to have the remaining census that are outstanding submitted to us by the deadline of May 31st. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's extremely important for people to understand that this census is how we get the data and the information necessary to be able to make sure that uh, as we make decisions about policy that we're making the right decision. And the census provides uh, just tremendous data and information about the state of agriculture across the board, the diversity of agriculture, the size of operations, the number of operations, the type of operators that are getting into the business. Uh, It it will inform policy from this point for the next five years. So we hope that everyone... uh, gets it done before May 31st.
0: And farmers and ranchers can do that by mailing in their ag census form or replying online at agcensus.usda.gov. And we have more with the Ag Secretary with this report from USDA's Gary Crawford.
2: It's been a hot issue now for several years. The concerns that overuse of antibiotics in livestock production might be producing strains of bacteria that affect humans to become resistant to antibiotic treatments. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told a House panel that there seems to be enough evidence for the government to do something about it. And indeed,
3: the FDA is, is promulgating some guidelines and some rules in this area, and we have been working with them in the promulgation and the establishment of those guidelines and rules. And in fact, we have uh, jointly gone out into the countryside and had uh, a series of events where we are educating producers about precisely what they are or, or not uh, requiring at FDA.
2: And Vilsack says there's another parallel approach to this. USDA and others are conducting extensive research.
3: To find if there are alternative ways in which we can deal with disease, animal disease, so that we can continue our responsibility to protect our animals and to increase productivity.
2: And protect human lives from resistant strains of bacteria.
0: And we will wrap up for this week with a humorous look at our late arriving spring. Well, it looks like spring may have finally arrived, much later than originally predicted, as if you remember the celebration back in early February when Punxsutawney Phil emerged and found... No shadow around, so an early spring it will be! Well, that celebration was certainly short-lived, as USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says.
4: Well, let's put Punxsutawney Phil's forecasting abilities somewhere on the uh, lower end of the totem pole for 2013.
0: As Ripley says, in fact, it has not been an early spring, or even a late one for that matter, as it has been more like a late winter.
4: Obviously, the rodent did not look to the North Atlantic block that ended up forming in mid-February and locked in a seriously cold weather pattern across areas east of the Rockies for all of March 2013.
0: And that weather pattern didn't just affect the north as even us down here in the deep southeast saw unseasonably cool weather, with much of our area seeing freezes on into March resulting in some very unhappy followers of the famous groundhog.
4: We've had litigation threatened against him, and we've had all kinds of backlash this year.
0: Which is why Rippy says...
4: If I were Punxsutawney Phil, I might just keep my head in the burrow next
0: year. But for now, Phil and his followers are probably just happy to bask in the warmth and sunshine. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast AgNets Podcast.